Hey, and welcome to New Money, a podcast about the rapidly changing landscape of financial technology. Each episode is a short-form discussion about a new investing opportunity or product made available to everyday people like you. Products like Betterment, Wealthfront, Acorns, and even Bitcoin. You've seen these names before, maybe even on the podcast. Well, now you can tune in to New Money to get a quick understanding of whether or not these products are right for you. You can tune in anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search New Money. Before we start the show, I have a quick financial disclaimer. David Sherry and Mike Albert are the founding partners of the New Money podcast. At the time of this recording, we may or may not own financial interests in the companies or applications which appear on the show. All opinions expressed by this podcast participants are solely their own opinion and do not reflect the opinions of David the Brand LLC and the Mike Albert Co. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment. We have not considered your specific financial situation nor provided any investment advice in this show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The New Money Show. Today, we are talking about Venmo. Now, this is an app that you've probably heard about before. Maybe you've even used it. They're most known for their main feed uh, where you send money between you and your friends and you get to see who's paying who. Uh, They have this great kind of social system where people use emojis to talk about what type of things they've paid for or what money they've exchanged with friends. And the quick background on the company is you know, it started as a point of sale system. So interestingly enough, it was sort of a competitor to a company like say Square. Um, the, the name Venmo, uh, Ven meaning sell and Mo meaning mobile. The original idea was really what if you could send money to anyone you know by text message? Um, and that's what the, the company set out to do. They, they really just created a really simple system where anybody uh, with an account can send money to each other uh, even if it's just, I think, a few cents will even process through. Um, and so Venmo is this peer-to-peer payment platform where anybody can send payments to each other uh, instantaneously into the into the Venmo system um, for splitting bills or just paying each other for services. And it's it's something that I actually use uh, when paying rent with, with my girlfriend. Um, I also use it, I think, typically most when I'm on vacation and I'm, I'm hanging out with friends. Um, if we're splitting bills or if we're just splitting uh, some type of purchase. So Venmo is this ultra simple application that really took advantage of the ubiquity of cell phones. Um, They launched using uh, a really smart network effect on Facebook where you could find, instead of using your your numbers in your phone, you could find uh, friends via Facebook. And in 2012, Venmo was acquired by Braintree for a uh, hefty $26 million. And then in 2013, PayPal purchased Braintree for $800 million. So um, Venmo, this really simple app that took off, gets purchased by Braintree. Braintree gets purchased by PayPal. And and that kind of takes us to where Venmo is today. Um, Mike, why don't you discuss these finer points of how this product really works? Yeah, so there their main interface is going to be an iPhone and an Android app. Um, all the major major platforms will will have an app for it, um, and it's it's really around a few core features. You can make and share payments. You can connect with friends. Um, they have a debit card that allows you to make purchases using your Venmo balance. So they're kind of stepping into that being a bank account. Um, and it allows you to transfer money to and from your your traditional banking institutions. So, um, 
from from the app, uh, like you said, the most prominent features um, on the app are the social portions. And it's actually pretty cool to just, you know, glance at a few of the different views they give you and um, see what your friends are, who they're interacting with. And, and, you know, typically they leave funny kind of emojis for different types of things. Like if you, you know, bought food and, you know, people use food emojis and it's just kind of a very social experience around something that doesn't necessarily feel social. Um, They do strip out the dollar amounts and just use like this person transacted with, you know, Joe Smith and it was for, you know, lettuce. Um, so that's pretty cool. There's a few different looks that they do there. Um, but the, the thing that's really, I think made Venmo so popular is just the ease at which you can send money to really anyone. Um, um, there are millions of users. So the chances are if you're, if you need to send money to someone, they have a Venmo account. Um, so within three uh, three clicks, basically you can send someone money, uh, and it just makes it so easy to just transact. You don't have to write a check. You don't have to wait for a bank uh, thing to clear. You know right away. All right, we're settled, and we can kind of move on. Um, the other piece that they're they've added over the the last couple of years is a Venmo card, which is basically acts as a, a debit card for your, your Venmo balance, which is pretty cool. And they actually have some pretty well designed, um, clean, uh, cards, which is a trend I'm seeing quite a bit with some of the products we've covered lately. And it does feel good to have a well-designed card. I think, you know, that's something that the traditional banks have some cards that don't look so great. And, you know, these cards stand out and they kind of make you excited to use your card. Yeah, I think you can sort of think of Venmo as almost like a social wallet now that I think about it because you you store you actually store some funds within Venmo, the system. So you're not always cashing out directly to your bank. Um, you can actually keep a balance in Venmo. And I actually appreciate that feature because, you know, let's say you exchange money back and forth with your friends 10 different times. Uh, you might, you know, rather than pulling it all, I guess, from your bank account, you can sort of accrue this balance. And I actually like paying people sometimes through Venmo because I know I have some funds sitting in there that it almost feels dedicated to um, specifically when I'm sp- splitting a bill or something like that with friends. So um, yeah, it does sort of act as this external wallet um, that has this social sort of function. Um, and you know what was interesting about kind of reading up on their past and, and just how they came about, I think the social feed uh, component, that UX, um, was really sort of almost, I, I think, a mistake which led to virality um, of just allowing people to, I don't think you would have ever been able to say in a world, um, you know, do you think that people will like the feature of sharing with everybody in your network what you're buying and who you're paying? Um, that would be a very contrarian thing to bring up in a, in a type of pitch. Um, so I liked that that was something that actually um, drove the the payment systems growth sort of like a social network. Um, and it was really interesting. I, I read some of their uh, their pitch deck that they had um, that they had created once the company was a bit more established, and they really had a strong vision for uh, the way this was going to play out. And, and I actually think their prediction um, really sort of came true. they They wanted to keep it ultra simple. They, they knew that the social aspect would drive virality. Um, and I think this viral component is a big topic that we cover here on the show about uh, just how these different platforms are gaining market share. Um, and Venmo is definitely no different, I think, in that regard. Yeah, they definitely went against the grain with that feature. At least count, it's, it seems counterintuitive in a time right now when 
privacy is everything and we want to give less of our information that this social um basically a public ledger minus the amount uh is something that right. is something that people want and are like interested in uh looking through i mean i found my i've found myself when I've opened the app and, you know, really don't have anything to do, I've looked through and just looked at what friends have done. And it's really to see like what emojis they're using. Cause I think it's kind of funny. Um, but I would have never guessed that that's something that I would spend time looking through. Um, yeah. And I think that, that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That, that takes us sort of the big picture here, which is, um, and I read a really interesting, um, research uh, study that actually used Venmo as a way to hack together the study. So a research group from University of Washington, um, they, they wanted to study the social, social feed of Venmo to understand um, how we might have social networks that are driven by financial transactions instead of uh, by just, I guess, emotional transactions like attention, uh, like liking a post. And this kind of reminds me of our Scent episode which you can go back and listen, but they, they saw Venmo and the Venmo feed actually as this place where users could make transactions just to post to the feed. So let's say you're paying a bunch of attention to the Venmo feed. How do you post? How do you make a status update on Venmo? Well, you actually have to pay somebody to write whatever you want. And so I love the idea of hacking together this financial network um, social network where you have to pay to be on the feed. Essentially, you have to pay to be on the the ledger. So you could almost think of Facebook's wall and it costing you a cent or maybe $5 if you want to boost your post uh, to be on this feed. So I, I thought it was really interesting that a research group was able to sort of look and, and use Venmo as a case study for how these type of platforms um, might emerge. So yeah, I think that kind of brings us, I guess, to the prediction of this episode, which is that the original insight behind Venmo, and this is just my uh, prediction uh, sort of experiment here, but I think the original insight that people will come to see money and transactions as a form of communication, I think will only become more true over time as less friction gets put into the payment or the money transfer process. So as friction reduces... Uh, I think we will become uh, more open to sort of using financial trans transactions as a way of expressing communication, uh, not just trading value. So that's sort of my prediction for where things are heading uh, in in relation to, to Venmo and this broader market trend. That's good stuff, man. Awesome. So uh, I guess the, the question we like to wrap every show with is just, uh, you know, what, what category would you put this in? And then uh, would you, would you use or invest in this application knowing what you know now? Yeah, so for me, I, I put this in the, the peer to peer category just as a way to transact with uh, other, other friends, uh, family, um, business engagements, anything on that end. Um, and it's something I do use, will continue to use. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, um, I use Venmo. Like I said, I use it mostly for rent every month. Um, haven't had any really uh, issues with it. So I'll probably continue to use that. Although uh, Square Cash, I think is a competitor here that there's some reasons why switching to that um, might be interesting, but that's something we'll have to discuss in another episode. So uh, yeah, thanks so much again for tuning in.